0: What it do, what it do. This is Jess and this is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast where we talk style, pop culture, and any damn thing else that I decide I want to discuss that week. I am back at you on another consistent Tuesday. Fingers crossed that I actually got this out to you on Tuesday or whatever day you listening to it. Hey, girl, hey. Thank you guys for checking back in with me. We are on a real streak here and I'm just going to give myself pats on the back, you can send me a virtual pat on the back, I suppose, by some means, or just send me some good energy. So this week, I want to discuss with you guys a fashion tip about going from day to night. And then I have some really exciting new shows that I am watching or that I was watching that I binge watched too fast, and now I don't know what to do with my life. And then we need to talk about how some of you guys' femininity is a bit fragile, and we need to discuss. Stay tuned. Okay, ladies and gents, as per usual, we're going to kick this thing off with a fashion tip. The holidays are coming up, which means that it's time to start dressing more festive. I love holiday collections because it always means jewel tones and black people look freaking amazing in jewel tones and it means sequins and furs and sparkly glittery things and all of my hyper-feminine heteronormative lady identifying self just like explodes with joy um here's what we need to talk about though I want you girls to know that while I think it's great that your Louis Vuitton Neverfull comes with that little pouch insert or like two pouch inserts I want you to know that that insert does not count as a formal bag it's really important to me that you guys understand that just because something is designer or luxury does not automatically mean that it translates into formal attire. I don't care how much you pay for it. So it's like a huge pet peeve of mine to see people bring a daytime bag to an evening affair, especially when they're dressed in evening attire. Like, it really burns my biscuits because you can go to Aldo and get you a little clutch for twenty dollars. you know. Um, one of the beautiful things about living in the city of New York, well, I live in Brooklyn, but, you know, living in New York, you can run down to the garment district and you can go into one of those wholesale accessory stores and you can get you about two, three good clutches for about $40. I ain't even joking. Like, it's an affordable transition to make, but like, let's make some distinctions, Right. A daytime bag, like let's just look at this logically. A daytime bag is for the function of the daytime. It makes sense for it to be really freaking big, especially if you live in New York like me. I live in Brooklyn. I commute to midtown Manhattan. I don't know what my day is going to bring me. From day to day, I carry either a big ass tote, Or an actual book bag. It has my gym clothes in it. It has my snacks. It has my ginger and turmeric tea because I got to have it thing all day. Like, it's for function. It makes sense for it to be big. It makes sense for it to be leather so that it's durable for whatever the day may bring you. When we talk about nighttime and or formal attire, you're usually going from your house to your destination. So you don't need a big ass bag that has like flat irons in it or a change of shoes or a change of drawers if that's just how you roll. Point being, an evening bag should be small. It should have some manner of embellishment, some sort of a formal fabrication. Um, I've seen leather, you know, like clutches or whatever that could be translate into being for you know the nighttime or for something formal but by no means should you be carrying like an MCM wristlet to like a formal event unless it's from that random formal line that they had not too long ago but like your daytime bag does not need to go with you for a formal evening look Let's just be clear. It should be smaller. It can be a crossbody. It can be a clutch. I don't care. It just does not need to be big as hell because you look goofy wearing whatever house of CB gown you decided to purchase for the function, carrying a giant bag on your shoulder where you going it looks like you made a mistake or like you got caught or like you doing like a walk of shame aka a stride of pride it looks like your life is confusing it looks like you don't know what you're doing in your life when you're wearing like formal attire and just a giant behemoth of a bag let's not let's simplify it let's just get a little clutch it should just fit your phone your lip gloss whatever lady product you may need. Hell, if you get down like that, you know, you might be able to fit a second pair of underwear in, you know, like an envelope clutch. I don't know where your evening is going to take you, but I hope it doesn't take you to a place wherein you need to carry what is basically a duffel bag with you to a formal event. Just something to consider. Um, I personally am trying to up my clutch game because... I would like for my life to involve more formal evenings out and, you know, just act like it's already happening and then it'll happen. Manifestation one on one. Look at me out here being like a spiritual practitioner. Anyway, that's my fashion tip for this week. Stay tuned for what I'm watching. As you guys know, or if you're new here, you don't know, I freaking love television. It is one of my greatest joys in this world. And I cannot begin to even verbalize the level of excitement that I have about these two shows that I'm about to share with you. Like, I feel like I haven't felt this way about a television show since like, Game of Thrones. And that's really saying something because I was a Game of Thrones stan. Like, read the books. Sometimes I skimmed message boards because I wanted to know about fan theories. It was a problem. They let me down with the last season, so we ain't gonna get into that too much. But what I am watching or what I... Back up. What I finished watching because I breezed through it because I needed to know what the hell happened... Number one is Peaky Blinders. Oh, my gosh. It's so good, y'all. So Peaky Blinders is a BBC slash Netflix Netflix period drama. It's about the Shelby family um, somewhere in England, possibly Ireland. I always get this mixed up. But anyway, so they're basically a family of gangsters from the 20s. Um, the show is led by Killian Murphy, who you may or may not remember as the Scarecrow from the Dark Knight franchise of Batman. I really, really enjoy his face. It's not to say that he's like the finest dude in the world, and his face actually looks really kind of feminine, but it's something about how angular it is. They always light him really well because his face already has these really intense shadows. And he is, like, your typical antihero. And the show is just basically about this family post-World War One, and they're just painfully disenfranchised and they're just trying to come up in the world naturally they start doing some illegal shit but then they want to go straight and we've all seen via sons of anarchy or breaking bad what happens when good people have to do some illegal shit or feel that they have to do some illegal shit just to survive but then they can't get out of the illegal shit hijinks ensue this show is so good though y'all like I am Absolutely in love with Aunt Polly. She's my favorite character. Um, number one, because I deeply enjoy when costume designers communicate a woman's strength via her her wardrobe. And when I first started studying fashion, the 20s was my least favorite decade because I felt like it was like a skinny bitch's time because All of the waists were very like loose. It wasn't, you know, a time of like form-fittedness and, you know, feminism and suffrage and all that stuff. Another conversation for another day. But this show has really made me fall in love with 20s fashion. Um, So I love Aunt Polly. Um, Again, Tommy Shelby is the patriarch of the family. He's a tortured soul. The older brother, Arthur Shelby, is a aggressively tortured soul. It's an emotional roller coaster. It starts off really slow. I'm going to be very honest with you. It took almost the whole first season for me to even figure out what the hell was going on. I was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. Who did what now? But I have to encourage you to stick with it. It's so freaking good um I just wrapped up like the most recent season which I think is season five on Netflix and like I I, I deeply regret having Breeze through the show as fast as I did because I'm dying to know what happens next um but yeah I really enjoy Peaky Blinders um the haircuts the even the way it shot like it shot so Cool, and I'm sure some of these scenes might even be gratuitous. There's a lot of slow motion walking down these dimly lit alleyways, and it's like sparks flying from like a blacksmith standing nearby or something. And they play a lot of anachronistic rock music, and then also Tom Hardy is in it y'all I live for Tom Hardy there are some random Game of Thrones guest appearances in there it's a good show please get into Peaky Blinders Um, the most recent season is creepy in that it kind of it assesses the rise of fascism in Britain and it feels awfully familiar to what's happening over there and here right now so I urge you guys to get into Peaky Blinders it's hella good. And then also talk to me about it because I want to discuss it with people. The second show that I got into on Netflix is The Politician. My baby sis was telling me for, like, weeks, you gotta watch The Politician. I was just like, oh, no, I don't feel moved by it. Number one, I'm just not a huge fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, But it is so worth it. It's so... Ryan Murphy just... He's amazing in terms of like costuming and set design. This show is just beautiful in and of itself, but it's basically about very, very, very wealthy people and mental health and how wealth is kind of more so like a status to aim for it. It gets kind of complicated, but basically this kid goes to this prestigious school. Um, he was adopted into a very, very, very freakishly wealthy family. He has dreams of becoming the president of the United States, and he has studied um, presidents and knows that the first step is to be student body president and to go to Harvard. So this whole show is kind of centered around that ambition. And the main character is is played by Ben Platt, who people on Broadway have been obsessed with for a minute now and I just really hate musicals like hate them I suffer through the musical numbers in Disney movies even though people swear that that's like the best part I will give you that on Hercules um and maybe The Lion King but like I just don't like musicals so I never really got into Ben Platt but oh my god that kid's voice (sighs) I cried there's a part, I don't want to spoil this for anybody, but his the very first time that he sings, it literally moved me to tears. Um, you'll see why when and if you decide to watch this, but it's kind of a dark comedy. It's kind of campy, but I really appreciate how they. there is a suicide involved, and I always really appreciate when writers are able to put into words what the mental state of a person who is suicidal or who has committed suicide like I have only ever been able to describe it as an extreme level of despair but this character says something to the extent of there was just so you know like I feel everything and there just weren't enough good feelings to balance out the bad and he just couldn't take it and I deeply understood what that feeling was like because that is something that I have struggled with in the past um and I don't know I just felt very moved just that someone was able to like articulate that feeling in that way and as a writer it also made me kind of jealous because I was like damn why haven't I ever been able to describe it in that way I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Secret Life of Bees but There's a suicide in that movie as well. And that's kind of like what it is where you just feel everything for some people. I'm sure people have different reasons, but you just feel things so deeply in a way that it can sometimes become unbearable. And that's why I wish that people had more empathy and more understanding of the nuance of what that looks like. And I think this show does a really great job of addressing that. Um, Again, the costumes are stellar on this show. It's really funny, though, because The Cut or New York Magazine um, did a post or something about how they really enjoyed the politician, but all of the high schoolers were dressed up, and that's just not what teens dress like. I graduated from high school in 2005, but let me tell y'all something. At the great institution that is Westlake High School, we dress up all the time. Like I've been wearing four-inch heels since... Forever, so <laughs> whenever I see people um, be critical of shows like Gossip Girl or whatever, where like the students or at least the girls dress up and they're like, That's not an accurate depiction, you shouldn't me because you can tell us shit when there was a, a good um, baker's buy one, get one sale going on. Okay, we had all the heels, all the boots, all the BB, all the BB logo, it was a dark time, but anyway those are my two recommendations Peaky Blinders and The Politician both are on Netflix if anybody out there works for Netflix y'all really need to like sponsor holla at your girl because I really be giving y'all A1 ratings when they're deserved so I'm just gonna put that out into the ether um so that's what I'm watching If you guys decide to dive into either of those titles, reach out, let me know what you think. Um, If you don't like it, don't come at me because yeah, you have autonomy. So stay tuned. Okay, finally we have reached The section in our show that I have decided to call, I have questions. I don't ever really want to come off as a person who knows everything or judges people harshly for the things they may not know. So I'm just going to start addressing these topical pop culture issues with more of um, an inquisitive tone, less judgmental. I just have questions, basically. So it was announced this past week that always the feminine hygiene products company by 2020 want to remove the female symbol from all of their products in an effort to make non-binary um, gender fluid and trans people feel more comfortable, feel more inclusive, feel more that the products are for them as well and, um, Some of you guys may not understand that if there's a trans man, a person who was born a cisgender woman and they transition to becoming a male, they can still have a period. Um, And for some of those people, based on what I've read, they have felt that by seeing the female the female symbol on different products that those products weren't for them. Um, I'm not a trans person. so, And I kind of subscribe to the idea that you should not tell marginalized groups what they can and cannot be offended by or what would make them feel like the world is there for them as well, that they belong in the world as well. That's not my call. What I will say is this, for you cisgender women who felt threatened by this, y'all weird as fuck. Y'all weird. Why do you need a fee, a symbol the symbol for female to be plastered on everything to feel like a woman? I saw people feeling like their femininity was being erased and this was just... Bruh, it's a product that manages the flow of menstrual blood you really need for the company to tell you that that's for you as a woman? Like, what? I don't understand. Um, this highlighted for me the fact that, and something that I think I've always known on some level, some women are have really fragile femininity. Just like we talk about guys, their masculinity being really fragile that is so easily threatened. That's true for women too. This is just one example of that. What I have noticed in my um, life—I can only speak about my own experience. I am a cisgender woman. I just so happen to identify with very heteronormative practices for women, stereotypical practices for practices for women. I like makeup. I like to get my hair done. I don't feel like a full person, really, if my hair isn't done. And I know that makes me sound shallow, but it's my truth. If my hair ain't right, my whole day is messed up. Um, I love clothes. I love very girly clothes. The more romantic and frilly, the better. Um, I'm curvy, which is its own thing. I am like a very girly girl woman. And in a lot of spaces... I have encountered women who feel threatened by that and it's mostly been like in the workplace for example when i worked at coach the girl who was supposed to be mentoring me i think didn't take me seriously because i wore makeup to work every day because i wore heels to work every day um even my day job now i remember my first week there And this woman being like, oh, I remember when I thought that I was hot shit and I could wear heels all day. And I'm just like, what do you want me to do with that information? And like even now, um, you know, some of the women at my job will, oh, my God, I just can't understand like how you wear those shoes all day. Like I would just die. What am I supposed to do with that information? I don't. I hope you don't die. Then don't wear these shoes. Like what best case scenario? What am I supposed to say back to that point being? I have been, and this is not in any way to like tangentially relate my, my life to a trans woman's life or a trans man's life, because that's a level of oppression that I will never understand. But I do understand what it's like for someone to feel that you are a threat to their identity. And That's just some shit that I really feel uncomfortable with women, especially black women. Like y'all know how we struggle to be seen and to be acknowledged and to be celebrated and to be appreciated and to be paid equally. Like that some of you guys are out here acting like (laughs) trans women or non-binary women or non-gender conforming women or however who need these products. How is it that you feel like that symbol not being on there is taking something away from you? I had to Google to even figure out what they were talking about because I didn't remember a woman even being on the products. Like, so do you need all of the products that you use in your life to be pink and have like a woman on them to know that they're for you? At most, I could see that being an issue with razors because like I don't think that men's razors are really constructed for like what we use our razors for. I could see that, but like you really need for there to be a symbol of femininity as you know it to be in order to know that pads are for you. What? I just, I would like for us to get to a place where however you identify as a woman that you do not feel threatened by trans women or trans men these people who are being murdered at an alarming rate you feel threatened by them like they really not even trying to take anything from you from what I gather they just want to be left the fuck alone to live a regular life like everybody else I don't hmm I guess for me again I can't tell anybody what they should or shouldn't be offended by or like what they need in order to feel like they are living life as a part of society, I don't know that this is going to push that agenda further. I don't know that this is going to help trans rights because I think that they need so much more than just this. Um, And I do think that there are issues in terms of women in underdeveloped countries not having access to sanitary products. That's an issue in and of itself, but I think the two can exist at the same time. So I don't, I don't know what this is going to do for the community, but if there's positive feedback from that community that, oh, this really does help us, it's not actually taking anything away from you. Bitch, you can still use pads the same way that you always did. So maybe find you something better to do than to be outraged that this company is doing basically the bare minimum to help this group of people who don't feel seen in the world. Like we cannot be so threatened by other people's identities. If anything, look at yourself and learn how you want to identify and define yourself and start working towards that. You don't really need to even be that concerned about the next woman however she identifies and her uterus and the function of her menstrual cycle that's just such a weird thing to be outraged about like are y'all that bored google is free find a hobby but like ladies folks alone shit if that makes them feel better then okay it really ain't taking nothing from you because you can still Put that damn pad in your underwear and have one of the wings. Catch your skin or your pubic hair and be fucked up for the day. That's still going to be a thing for you. You can still move on with your life in the same way. I promise you. Like, this is the most random, weird I'm mad about trans people. Like, trans people don't be doing nothing to nobody. Y'all just be wanting somebody to hate because it makes you feel more important. So work on that. Journal about it get into therapy. I was going to say talk to your pastor, but we know Christianity ain't welcoming to nobody but straights. So um, I just want us to all do a better job of supporting that community, especially as black people, because we know what it's like to not be seen or acknowledged for your life to matter less. So when we say black lives matter, I want us to include that trans black lives matter queer black lives matter everybody on the spectrum's black life matters not just yours so mind your business and let people do what makes them feel good and safe and human and move on with your goddamn day all right guys like comment subscribe share send me money and just try to be a better human this week all right talk soon bye